On this week's episode of Carolina Sports Talk, we talk NFL. There are some dark horses arising in the playoff picture. We've got some NBA scores, some return of notable players, big deal, no thing, and so much more. Are you ready? Let's go! Another all-new episode of Carolina Sports Talk starts now. Welcome back, welcome back to another episode of Carolina Sports Talk. It's your main man, Big Cliff. As always, thank you for tuning in on your favorite podcast app. Next time, tell your smart speaker, play Carolina Sports Talk. You can hit us up on the Carolina Sports Talk line, cliff at carolinasportstalk.net. Or to be a part of the show, hit us up on the Carolina Sports Talk line. I just said that, cliff at carolinasportstalk.net. What you can also do other than that, though, is the Instagram, the YouTube and the Facebook at Carolina Sports Talk. Yeah, man. I guess the email was just that important because I was thinking about the trivia and how they need to go ahead and start signing up for that. But we'll talk about that in a little bit. Little bit. But definitely, uh, Cliff at CarolinaSportsTalk.net. But without further ado, welcome in my main man and, and yours, DJ Highstar in the building. Yeah, yeah you uh, uh, kind of forgot Carolina Sports Talk talk back. On Facebook, the Facebook group, but sub Carolina Sports Talk Nation, we're here. My dog. So, first off, I owe you and some of our folks out here an apology. Um, last week when we got off the live, you hit me and said, Yo, so uh, you go go ahead and upload that and peek behind the curtain. I didn't. As a result, our podcast listeners, if they were not able to join us on the live, which is still up and available to view on our Facebook page as well as on YouTube at Carolina Sports Talk. But other than that, those who are traditional pod listeners did not have an episode last week, and that's squarely on the shoulders of Big Cliff. So uh, to you and to those listeners who did not get an opportunity to check out the live, 1,000 apologies. Uh, I will actually go ahead and drop both of them, both last week and this week, as a double feature for those uh, who have inquired about it. So that's on me once again. My apologies, but yeah, Merry Christmas. Exactly, double episode, Bing Bong. But nonetheless, what you been up to, bro? Since we went on a live last week and a pod the week before, yeah, just uh, preparing for the holidays and stuff. Uh, ran across a couple things and just been again watching our sports media and stuff, and I just felt like. Uh, these sports guys need to stick to sports and stuff. Uh, it's been a lot of oversharing <laughs> and things like that um, out there. And, um, yeah, yeah. you know, sometimes you want your sports just sports. It's great that Cam could have, you know, different personalities here and there. Just hilarious. And, and then you got the likes Charleston of, of White. course, like um, the other Cam, the rapper Cam and Mace doing their thing mm-hmm, and stuff. But... Mm-hmm. Stuff starts to get away from sports. And, you know, even here we have a whole segment, nothing to do with sports, but we try to still keep it grounded. And, you know, some of the stuff I've been hearing has been getting off the rails, man. So let's keep the sports out there, guys. It's funny you say that because that was literally the thought that I had when thinking about this. And I know we talked a little bit about it off air. There's one post uh, with Cam, uh, uh, excuse me, with Uncle Shea Shea and 
your man Ocho Cinco, where they started getting a little flagrant uh, with regards to personal preferences and what was on the menu and what wasn't, you know what I mean? And then you got the Cam uh, situation when he, and talking about Jess Hilarious and her relationship, and then even like the Charleston White. So there's a lot of different things where, because they are celebrities with regards to their athleticism and, and their stature in the league, it grants them access to a lot of other folks. If you even think about it all the way back to like uh, Skip and Lil Wayne, it's just the power of sports that have brought the two of them together. And so, I mean, it's kind of inevitable, but at the same time, um, I definitely let's understand. Tether, yeah, let's tether this thing. Let's yeah, let's go ahead and get a like Like the NIL, let's go ahead and get a wrangle on it before it gets out of hand. But it's at, at this point, it's entertaining. And Cam is liable to say anything. So he's definitely the right one to have a platform. I, I wouldn't be surprised to see him in a Draymond collaboration at some point that could just be it's completely just, yeah, combustible. It's just at, at a point, I feel like, not that it's forced, but that we're in an era of like shock jock mm-hmm. sports journalism. Kind of like the Jerry Springers of the world when he started and everybody else went to the Maury Povich type. You are the father. Yeah, shock and awe. To get the eyes and the ears. Mm-hmm. And the views, definitely. But nonetheless, uh, they, they are famous and they have that platform for a reason. Many of those who are still playing on Sundays show you each week exactly why they are as famous and as such. Week 15 in the NFL was no exclusion. Let's talk a little bit about some of the scores. Thursday night kicked off with the Raiders taking down uh, in a shellacking of the Chargers 63-21. Bengals over the Vikings 27-24, Colts over the Steelers 30-13, Lions over the Broncos 42-17, Saints take down the Giants on their run 24-6 comes to an end, the Browns over the Bears 20-17, the Falcons fall to the Carolina Panthers 9-7 in Charlotte, Buccaneers over the Packers 34-20 to take a ticket lead in the NFC South. Dolphins blank the Jets 30 to nothing. Chiefs over the Patriots 30-27-17. Titans over, excuse me, Titans fall to the Texans 19-16. 49ers over the Cardinals 45-29. Rams over the Commanders 28-20. Cowboys fall to the Bills 31-10 in the game I'm sure we will talk about. And the Ravens over the Jaguars 23-7, which in another game that was a lot closer than the score felt like it was still yet a good game. Uh, Seahawks take down the Eagles in Monday Night Football 20-17. to The oddest stat that I've heard um, throughout the recap of the weekend in sports or in football specifically. In the month of December, the Philadelphia Eagles have no wins. The Carolina Panthers won. So... Shout out to the Panthers for having a better record than the Eagles in the month of December, whatever that's worth and whatever you want to read into that. But what kind of game without before jumping into impressive win, disappointing loss, which one of these games kind of stick out to you the most? Uh, uh, shout out to NFC South for representing this weekend, again, with the exception of the Falcons. Uh, everybody in the NFC South won, it seems that. Everyone with the commanders play. It seemed like everybody in the NFC East lost this past weekend. Mm. Um, so, yeah, a little fun facts there that stood out. Uh, of course, the I'll go ahead and get the dominating win out the way, but that Chargers-Raiders game with the Raiders being shut out a week prior, three to nothing. Um, yeah, and then to force pretty much the Chargers 
to uh, get rid of their GM and their coach. Um, yeah, that was that was definitely a way to start the week off. For real, and I think if this were a big deal, no thing, and it was just would have been too way too easy. That's a big that's a big deal to get their coach and the GM, as you mentioned, out of there. Um, just showed that there was no enthusiasm to play. Um, there were some that were giving Richard Jefferson, um, Richard Sherman, rather, because he didn't play basketball, Richard Sherman some slack uh, because during the halftime show, he was saying how they should make history and fire him in the middle of the game, during halftime. Be like, yo, my man, we appreciate you. Uh, go ahead and clean your office. Matter of fact, don't clean your office. We'll clean it out for you and send it to you. Because um, it, it, it was evident that it was going to happen. It was just a matter of how long and it happened the next day. And he took the GM alongside with him. But that many points in front of the entire national community. Like if this was like a Sunday game and it was blacked out for some folks, that might have been a little bit different. But it was on prime, my boy. And so it was definitely Literally on prime. Yeah, right. It was prime on prime time. But um Let's just jump straight into it. Impressive wins, disappointing losses. What was your impressive win of week 15? Um, well, I'm going to go with Baltimore. Uh, the Ravens just continue to win. They actually um, um, they actually improved to 11-3, and three, uh, beating the Jacksonville Jaguars, of course, 23-7. to um, Overall, they just look good. I mean, there's... Certain things with their team, um, I think I, I would appreciate a kind of a more stout running game from them. But overall, they've they've been solid all season. Lamar Jackson is performing and quiet as kept. Uh, OBJ brings value with him. There he goes. Like he I had mean, one catch though. Oh no no no! Are you saying and more like as just far the, as like, the threat of him? Absolutely. Like, Check. I can, you know, I can get if that. If he's healthy and he's on the field, he's no. Tyreek Hill type of um, I'm that scared of him but you gotta notice him and he just like talking about agent wise and stuff like that contract wise he seemed to land in some great spots and great situations to uh, have a like opportunities to be able to you know to, to be able to win the big game or go to the Super Bowl I got you definitely so my impressive win of the week I'm actually for the first time ever I'm just going to split it. I'm not going to say which one because I, 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 they're both were just kind of an equal step and equal footing for me. Um, but I will give the slight nod for impressive win to the Buffalo Bills and their win over the Cowboys 31 to 10. You're saying split what though? That in my uh, honorable mention. I just wanted to drop both of them at the same time. But if I'm thinking about it, what kind of gave this win out uh, a little bit more of an edge to me? Um, both performances by the winning team were equally as impressive, but because the Buffalo Bills did it to the Cowboys, a team that has been in uh, playoff contention, I think it, it a little bit more of it is kind of revel, uh, revealing who the Eagles are at this point, the fact that they continue to slide. Injuries are just not doing them any favors, and neither are the many and plentiful mistakes of their quarterback. Shout out to the Bruz, but okay, so Jalen Hurst has second to- game? Because you, you didn't introduce that. Is that your honorable mention? That's honorable mention. Oh, okay. You didn't say that. What, the Jalen Hurts? Oh. <laughs> Just the Eagles game, period. Okay, so, oh, well, I'm, I'm literally looking and going back and forth in my mind, but it's, okay, so, yes, no, that game is my honorable mention, but both games were dominant wins, um, but again, for me, I, I, I was real hesitant because the Cowboys, 
I think they were a better team and they're in this playoff hunt. They've already actually clinched a playoff spot, even if it is just the wild card. But the Bills handled them easily and readily um, throughout the entire game. 21 points at the half, which if you take out Thursday's <laughs> massacre, 42 nothing at the half point, um, it, it's an impressive showing. And, and to then turn around and blank them to just a field goal in first and just a touchdown in late garbage time in the fourth, um, impressive win overall. And like I said, my honorable mention does go to uh, the 49ers who – even though it wasn't quite as much or quite as stiff a competition, they definitely had a very, very convincing win, 45-29. Over the uh, Cardinals, who have had some success, Brock Purdy with four tutties. My boy Christian was out here getting it, man. Had one rushing and two receiving, looking like prime Christian McCaffrey. And, and we said earlier in the season, when this San Fran team starts to get healthy, they're going to be dangerous. And I think that that's exactly what we're seeing them do. Um so those, that's my impressive win and my honorable mention. Do you have an honorable mention of the week? Uh, Cincinnati over the Vikings um, in an overtime win. Um, and uh, the Texans win over the Titans as well. Um, but, yeah, no, you, you summed up the other ones. I do want to give a shout-out to the Panthers and stuff. That's, you know, just shout-out worthy, not honorable mention worthy. But Like an acknowledgement. Y'all won. Congrats. Yeah, it was raining. <laughs> I want I want to touch on that really quickly as well. I've seen Facebook posts and people snapping the pictures with the secondhand market tickets and all of that and how it was 45 cents. That was a joke. Yes, were they like $7, $10 of course, but it's because people were just trying to some who were actually selling it for that were just trying to get some money and then some of these bots that just bought them up and was like, well, at this point this is the only value we can try to get anything from it rather than just letting the ticket sit. So they put it out there what they figured was the cost or the value that somebody can do. But if we're being honest, We've seen $2 Hornets tickets out there before. So, ain't too much really sweating it like that. But I need folks to get up off the Panthers. Because, one, it was raining. Two, they suck. We know that. Like, why are we beating a dead horse? Like, why are we acknowledging, oh, they're terrible? Yeah, but then Atlanta comes to town and loses to us. So, what's that say about y'all? Desmond Ritter. Um, <laughs> did you get a chance to catch any of the game, bro? No. <laughs> <laughs> Transparently, neither did I. I went back and watched uh, the highlights to see. I was, yeah, I was out in Lancaster. Okay. Um, yeah, so, and I, so a man, he has a, a house out in Lancaster that has like a lake in the backyard and stuff like that. And um, we'd be kicking it out there. And even with the rain, we were chilling. And um, like me knowing that it was going to rain on Sunday, I still had no intention of being inside anywhere so even to watch, watch the game. Yeah, I just was kicking it with nature. <laughs> yeah, it is what it is at this point. The Panthers are who we, they are who we thought they are. Um, we had a conversation with the Carolina Sports Talk troll this week, and we expect to hear something from him soon about it. But um, he feels like even though the Panthers have signed their agreement to stay in Bank of America, they're still gone. So we'll, we'll see. Shout out to the troll. And again, we definitely look forward to hearing from him soon. This is Carolina Sports Talk. It's your man, Big Cliff, sitting in with my guy, DJ Highstar and Patriot Patty Studios. Not Patriot Patio, you feel me? Uh, mm-hmm. But we are out here talking NFL. At this point, let's move forward into your disappointing loss. What was your disappointing loss of week 15? Yeah, and that was actually... Your honorable honorable mention um, is disappointed in the Eagles with their slide. Um, can't say that you're surprised or 
didn't see it coming. If uh, pause, but they they you know again dropped to ten go. and four, uh, and let Seattle um, you know get the win over them, and, and you know as far as with the late the late game touchdown, the game winning touchdown um, by the backup quarterback. Shout out to Drew Locke. And um, so everything that could have went wrong went wrong for Philly. Um, But the difference in that the first nine weeks, ten weeks of the season is Mm -hmm. when everything that could go wrong was going wrong, they would catch a break. And I I mistakenly classified those as character wins. And, oh, you need those type of close wins so you know how to, um, you know, kind of weather the storm and uh, in postseason play and things like that. And I mischaracterized it. It's not character wins uh, or misclassified it, rather. It's not character wins. It's sloppy wins, you know. And I think there's a difference, like, when – when you get away with certain things um, under those wins, and that's where good coaches, great coaches come into play because those are the coaches like your Chinnis Berries of the world and stuff where you see them screaming on their players even though you don't want 35 to Mm -hmm. nothing or something like that. So a lot of the things that the Eagles have been deficient on kind of expose themselves at the perfect time. Um, go ahead. I want to pa- get. I want to interrupt just for a moment because I don't think that that's the case in this instance. Be simply because they do have so many injuries in those key positions. Those character wins earlier on showed that those characters, essentially, that those individuals, those players who were able to compensate certain mistakes from other ones, when you have as many playmakers as they did have in those positions, it allowed you to be able to compensate for some of the other teammates. But when you don't have them, if there are any mistakes you are going to fail and fall to the point that they are. You, When you are missing key personnel in key places, like they are on the offensive line, like they are in the secondary on the defensive end, on the defensive side, you're going to be placed in those situations where you have to play perfect football. And because, like you mentioned, it is a testament to what your second point was with regards to um, them having played a little sloppier earlier. But I think it's more that when you have players in place, you can get away with those mistakes as opposed to when you don't. You have to absolutely play perfectly or else you're going to find yourself in the situation like the the page, uh, the Philadelphia Eagles are in. Right. And I somewhat agree, but at the same time, um, offensively, you know, again, at, at any given point throughout that game, had they been able to widen the lead to more than one score – or whatnot, mm-hmm. it would have felt like a different game. And the reason that that um, has felt like that kind of throughout the season, like if they if they don't have a complete, complete blowout and the game is close, that the other team, it always feels like they kind of have a shot or it's going to be some kind of like entertaining game at the end is, forgive me if I'm wrong, they lost their, like, their OC and their DC Mm-hmm. A year ago, right, or, or a couple of years ago, or whatever. So their, their their offense looks completely different. Of course, they had the issues with AJ Brown and stuff like that that has tried to get masked um, at the beginning of the season and this and that. And cool, cooler heads prevailed, and, and we're good. But then also on the defensive side, yes, you still have a, a people like Sweat and everything like that that's out there trying to do things and overcompensate for the um, deficiencies and the injuries. But these teams are not you know, again, shying away from the stars that are there. So, like, the Bradbury um, situation toward the end of the game, 
you know, that that's more or less them targeting, not, you know, the the opportunity as far as the the sub for Slay, but they're they're targeting Bradbury. And then even just the play call itself, again, and, and having having that type of coverage mm-hmm. um and, and staying in it where you're letting uh, the wide receiver pretty much run right past you on a nine route or whatever like that is I mean, those miscommunications. You know, those type of things are a little bit more than injuries to me. And and I can see both sides and and, and I just I, I agree to an extent. I do think though that once they if they're able to get healthy before the playoffs, we'll see a different definitely a different team. It's just a matter at this point, it needs to happen quickly because we'll be at the playoffs before you realize it and before you know it. Um, if we fast forward and go into my disappointing loss of the week, it belongs to the Green Bay Packers, who fell in Lambeau 34-20 to the Tampa Bay Bucks. It's not just because Tampa won is, and is in, um, no, uh, in, who's in the lead? i got to double check it. But I think it's Atlanta. Well, no. No, because we beat Atlanta, and so they fell out. It was a three-way tie. And so I think it's Tampa and uh, Saints tied at the top now. But it's not just because they, you know, given an NFC South opponent a win over us, not to work and catch. But anyway, it's more how they did so. It's This was a complete kind of letdown on both sides of the ball. When you look at the individual stats, it doesn't so much look as bad for, like, their quarterback um, – it doesn't look bad when you see Jordan Love. Okay, he went 29 for 39 for 284, two touchdowns, no interceptions. But when you look at the overall, they were outrushed. They were outpassed. Um, they had, of course, overall total everything pretty much lower than the uh, Tampa Bay squad, which shows that defensively they just could not stop them. They got Baker Mayfield out there looking like the second coming, throwing four touchdowns and over 300 yeah, yards. Yeah. It's like, come on, bro. He's not that guy. <coughs> and they then, are number one, though, by the way. Yeah. Tampa. Uh, Tampa is number one. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, but in, in addition to that, to six for 12 on third down, when you have the opportunity to execute, you have to execute. There's no way that you can continually and consistently keep your defense on the field like that and expect them to not be able to give up as many yards and as many touchdowns mm-hmm. as they did. And so it was a total both sides kind of meltdown and definitely a disappointing loss for me as they had been streaking. They had a chance to get the record back to 500 and they didn't. So is it the. Is it the bars? Mm-hmm. Is it the nightlife? Is it the women? What is it that makes Baker Mayfield play the way that he's playing in Tampa and he cannot? Well, he did it for a little while in L.A. Exactly. When he he left with the Panthers last year. Exactly. So So he needs that nightlife scene so Charlotte just wasn't big enough. Ohio apparently wasn't either. Cleveland. He might have a favorite who only comes to certain cities. Who knows? But nonetheless, he is he's playing like a different guy. I will never put total faith in him because there were times in Cleveland where he showed that. He, I don't know why he just decided Charlotte wasn't it for him, but he did show it even throughout his four years um, in Cleveland as well. So he has the capability. He just lacks the consistency necessary to be a top-tier quarterback. It's the sun, man. Yeah, it's the sun. Listen. It's the sun in the beach or whatever. We're, real quick, Flash, Do yes or no, do you think Aaron Rodgers is returning? This season, no. There are some rumblings as recently as yesterday that he could he's expected to be able to be cleared this week to physically return. Um, he's rumbling. <laughs> he's, he's rumbling. The Him Pat and Pat McAfee. McAfee. Yeah, he's rumbling. <laughs> 
Um, I, I don't think he has any business coming back. I think it would be the most Aaron Rodgers things to do. But the only exception to that is the most absolute Aaron Rodgers thing to do is, like you said, make everybody think he's coming back and then not. Had they won this game, I think it would have been a little bit stronger. But to get blanked by the Dolphins, they're now very likely out of contention. It's like... What for what at this point? Other than to say, I told y'all I was coming back, and now I'm here just for him to go back out there and mess around and get hurt or worse. And mm-hmm. you know, yeah, nah, sit down, Aaron Rodgers, bro. You're my age, my boy. Sit down, have have, have a nice little rest and relax. Uh, any honorable mentions or anything you want to share? With NFL, any honorable mentions with the disappointing loss? loss? No. Yeah. Okay. No. So uh, playoff outlook. You want to run through with the AFC and and I'll do the NFC. Oh, like we playing that. I like the NFC. Okay, I'll do the AFC. You want me to do the AFC and then you do the NFC? (laughs) Sure. All right. So currently in the AFC East, the Dolphins are on top with 10-4, a record of 10-4. AFC West has the Chiefs over on top of the Broncos currently, who still says, so you're saying there's a chance. AFC North. Yeah. Mm. At 7-7, they they could possibly... Um, them and the Bills right now are fighting. Uh, them, the Bills, and the Colts are fighting for uh, the two or three. Is it three playoff spots now? Three playoff spots with the number one overall seed having a, a first round bye. But that currently number one seed, if we're going to talk about it now, let's go to the AFC North, belongs to the Ravens, who sit atop that division with an 11 and 3 record. Browns there with a 9 and 5. And then the AFC South has a three way tie, similar to what the NFC South did recently, with the Jaguars, Colts, and Texans all sitting at 8 and 6, with the Jaguars currently, uh, although in a three win losing streak, they do sit currently atop the the AFC South. So, um, it's still anybody's kind of the race to have in the NF, in the AFC. Let's go ahead and tell us a little a bit about the NFC teams. Okay. Yeah. Um, and so I'll, I'm gonna kind of run it down a little bit different, but it'll be kind of more more like the the playoff contenders because I just want to point this stuff out. Uh, I brought up the letters and stuff uh, beside the teams. So this week is a couple more letters, of course. But San Fran, Dallas, and Philly. All three have letters beside them, right? Like, they all clinched. Of course, San Fran is showing a Z. They clinched home field. They're showing number one right now at 11-3. and The funny thing about this past weekend, Dallas is now number two at 10-4. and Number three is Detroit at 10-4. and Number four is Tampa. The number four seed is Tampa at 7-7. and And the number five seed is Philly at 10-4. and um, and, and that's – they – yeah – they split with Dallas, right? And so they have two more games against the Giants, I believe, mm-hmm. um, Philly. But, uh, yeah, so they're 10-4 they're and four with the number five seed right now. Number six seed is Minnesota. The number seven seed is the L.A. Rams. And then um, some teams are still in the hunt at 7-7. Seven and seven. Seattle and New Orleans, of course, Atlanta is 6-8 and eight right now. So NFC South is still anybody's uh, division. But the Panthers. Uh, right. And it pretty much all – Looks like uh, teams like Green Bay and the Giants pretty much signed their tickets out of there just about. Um, so, yeah, out of the the two sides, I think um, it leads us right into the next part where we're talking about dark horses, really. And if we're staying at the NFC real quick, um, would you like to give me a dark horse or would you like me to go? <sighs> Philly going to turn into a dark horse? 
Philly is very much. No, I, I don't even say. I, I won't give them a dark horse. I will pretty much lock them in at that five seed. If I'm being honest, because I have faith that they'll turn it around. Because even if they lose their remaining three games, um, they're at ten and seven. Um, I don't see the Rams winning out, so that would very likely have them up over them. Nor do I see the Vikings winning out. Um, oddly enough, the Saints. It's a dark take, horse for you. The Saints could very easily be a dark horse for me, and if I'm, if I want to go back one. But if we look at the Saints' remaining schedule, let's take a look. Week 16, they play the Rams, who is, again, another team that they are fighting, so that's a head-to-head win that they would be able to have in Week 16. In Week 17, they play the Bucks. Division win, so a division. If they win that one, um, I think they're good to go. And then, and I, and I think that's a winnable game as well. And then, if we go to Week 18, the last week of the season, they turn around and they play the Falcons. Mm-hmm. They have a realistic, winnable path that if they win out, even as not being, they could not only be division champs, but if for some stroke of odd luck, well, no, because they would have to have beat the Saints and the Falcons and the uh, Bucks, so they would be division champs. And now they're there. So, like you said, with the NFC South being wide open. Um, give them home field. And- mm-hmm. Now you got a home playoff game, at least the first round, and just depending upon what happens in the first, if things got wonky, you could very easily host the NFC Championship. Now, are they that good? No. Um, but I have better, more faith in them than the Falcons at this point because Desmond Ritter, <sighs> there was a play against the Panthers where he tried to make a Patrick Mahomes-type no-look throw and threw into triple coverage as opposed to just actually looking down the field and realizing that he had a receiver in the end zone wide open. And as a result, he ended up throwing a pick that led to the um, kick the kick that won the game for the Panthers. And so he's he, he alone is the reason that I don't have any faith in him. Arthur Blank as an owner, I respect what he's done in that stadium. It's the most affordable place to go and watch a football game in the NFL. Um, their hot dogs and hamburgers and stuff, all of like the concessions are like good price. He's a good businessman for that. This team, he needs a new GM um, at this point. And um, yeah, the Falcons suck. Period. Well, my dark horse in the NFC is the Seahawks. Um, just playing against. The Eagles um, kind of reminded people, hey, there's Pete Carroll over there. Hey, they, you know, um, they're well coached and everything like that. But also the – Are you a fan of Drew Locke? Do you well, believe in him? I mean, I I know that – I know what pedigree he comes from and stuff like that. He's got a chip on his shoulder and something to, something to prove. So I don't – I don't um, – I don't not believe in him. And then Gino's not out for – for a long time. No, they've literally just been starting. Both of them right. were active this week, yeah. and they didn't even announce that Locke was starting until 10 minutes before the game. But they, they apparently like how he's playing at this point, yeah. and, and Geno's riding the bench. So they've got a couple of close losses um, like against the Rams and I think the, the loss to the, C, to the Cowboys, rather. Um, and then, of course, the 49ers have beat up on them twice. But um, just a testament to kind of them chasing down the 49ers, they've been playing very – High-quality football, so they're, they're a dark horse for me. Okay. It'll definitely be interesting to see kind of how uh, the, se- the season shapes up. We know that there are a lot of teams with a lot of injuries in a lot of places, and as such, this has kind of turned into the MASH season. I, I definitely think that there has to be some type of changes coming soon during the offseason with the Players Association to be able to alleviate 
the star power being gone this late into the season. Early on, um, it's one thing to have, you know, folks getting back into shape and have a lot of soft tissue issues. But this season has been just the absolute worst with injuries. And so we definitely hope a lot of guys get better really quickly so we can have some high level of play going into the postseason. At this point, we're going to turn uh, gears just a little bit and switch to the NBA. We'll get a couple of scores with you and then focus in on a couple of teams. You ready? For sure. Um, these scores are from Monday night, December the 18th. Uh, let's start off uh, with the Cleveland Cavaliers defeating the Rockets, the Houston Rockets in overtime, 135 to 130. You had the Clippers defeating the Pacers, 151 to 127. The Bulls over the 76ers, 108 to 104. The Hawks defeating the Pistons. The Pistons continue their losing ways, 130 to 124. The Timberwolves um, over the Heat of Miami, 112 to 108. The Raptors beat the Hornets, 114 to 99. The Thunder beat the Grizzlies 116 and 97, uh, and the Nuggets defeated the Mavericks 130 to 104. The Jazz over the Nets 125 to 108. The Kings defeated the Wizards 143 to 131, and your cut down the music a little bit for me. <laughs> your Los Angeles Lakers. Play the game in the loss. Angelus. Angelus. You done yet? To the New York Knicks, 114 to 109. Shout out to the Knickerbockers. Uh, yeah. So um, just listening to the scores, there was one that stood out to me. Um, apparently, when things get hot, your man up in Minnesota, Mr. Anthony Edwards, decides that, hey, we need to make sure we're just over 100 no matter what. See what you're trying to do there. <laughs> so, <laughs> nah, but you know, um, the thing that I did notice, though, with the score of these games, man, like this Clippers game, 151 to 127. Mm-hmm. Or Rockets Cavaliers game, 135 to 130. The it's like, Nuggets over the Mavs. Yeah. Kings Wizards. Yeah. Is it All Star game? Like, like All Star weekend? The Kings Wizards. Yeah. So even with the um, Pistons on their doing, you know, their, their losing ways, it's like we, we out here scoring 124 points. Bro, there what were two teams. Uh, out of the, all of the games that you announced that were that took place yesterday, one, two, one, two, three, four, five, twelve games, eleven games. Pardon. Out of the eleven games, only two of the teams did not score over a hundred. Mm. One was the Memphis Grizzlies, who scored ninety-seven. The other, the Charlotte Hornets, who scored ninety-eight, ninety-nine. 99. Mm. So that's crazy, bro. That's just high scoring everywhere around the league yesterday. Yeah. yeah. So. Um Outside, of, I mean, well, one team that didn't play last night that are playing this evening at 10 o'clock um, on TNT, the Golden State Warriors. Uh, Draymond Green received his uh, suspension and his punishment uh, three weeks. Oh, okay. Um, and uh, also Steph Curry streak of three-point games mm-hmm. uh, stopped, and that ended um, – a lot of stuff going on down there, out there in Golden State. 
And it was the longest active streak. Um, over six years he had gone without missing a three-pointer in the game. And this, this game was a bad game, finishing with seven points. Um, but do you know who, which player now owns the largest active streak for three-pointers made in the game? Saying this like for the chain? Mm-hmm. For the, for the Carolina Sports chain? No. This is just oh, a random trivia okay. question. Yeah, Dame Dollar. Okay. How many does he currently have? How many games Come in on, a row? Bro. Come on, bro. How many? 151, man. Okay. Uh, okay. Nah, sure. I don't know. No, it's 148. Because I, I was really going to the buzzer, too. But now it's 148. So shout out to Dog uh, Dame Dollar down there in, uh, where the devil is he now? Out there with them Charleston boys. In Milwaukee. And Bucks. Uh, yeah. What do you think about the Bucks uh, in the East right now? Um, didn't bring this up because of the hoopla and stuff with Draymond. I don't think we talked about it last week, but Giannis dropped what sixty three, sixty four, sixty three points, and uh, on the other side, there um, they had a rookie that scored his first points, and there was a big kerfuffle about getting the ball, and then Giannis came back and said, I actually wanted the ball for Dame because he passed somebody on the three-point list. Um, I think passed Kyle Korver on the three-point list. But uh, they, they're clicking. They look good. The East is trying to be the beast in conference right now. You know? Um, top I only, heavy. I, but see, even with that, I just I don't believe in two of the top four teams. If, if I'm being honest, like the top four in the East right now, Celtics, of course, number one, uh, followed by the Bucks at number two, but then the 76ers at the three spot. And then the fourth, the Orlando Magic. Um, I think the Heat, Knicks and the Cavs have, will have a more realistic chance of finishing in the top four above the Magic. And if they do, it'll be a wasted four slot because they're not going to do anything. But um, not a fan of the Celtics because they're Boston. Stop it. Quit playing with me. Um, I wouldn't mind seeing the Bucks Lakers final, so you know, go go Bucks. I suppose at this point, Dame. I, I would love to see Dame lose his first finals to the Lakers. Give me your what final four you would like to see coming out of the East at the end of the season. Um, come on, as long as it has the Knicks. Excuse me. <coughs> as long as we have the Knicks. Um, shout out to Jalen Brunson dropping fifty. Um, but did you catch the video of him and his dad training together when he was younger? Yeah, yeah. that's out there on social media. Y'all get a chance to go look at that. Uh, make sure you check that out. Um, the young man has had a hard work ethic um, with his left hand uh, for, for all his life, and there's a video on social media currently showing how hard his dad was and how he was pushing him even at a young age, and then transitions into I think that same fifty point game. So, shout out to him for knocking that down. Yeah, but um, the Sixers. Shout out to Maxi and. Um, and Embiid, uh, and then J. Cole out there as well, who've been with them, um, J. Cole before the locks. Um, and then, who else do we have? Milwaukee. Mm -hmm. Milwaukee. And, yeah, man, I just got to give it up for Boston, eh? Boston. Boston looking real, real Boston-ish. Now, I will say, as we get ready to transition into the West, um, we're, 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 I think somebody named it or labeled it as the official, unofficial start of um, the trade ted deadline and period. Um, the Lakers made some moves in the offseason, bringing in and acquiring Jared Vanderbilt and uh, Christian Woods to be able to get some center help um, so that AD 
could, you know, move around. But honestly, defensively, neither of them have showed up. They've had a couple of good offensive games here and there. But essentially, like, they are not doing the job defensively. And so even I saw some stats that said that last year was the highest rating in his career, playing 99.1% of his time on the floor at the five position. And this year, 100%. Even and even in the times where he's not out there on the floor, they their defensive efficiency drops, their offensive output drops, and those two are just not cutting it. So I would, I would be remiss if we didn't at least add a shooter and add um, some some depth in the five position to be able to kind of counteract that and, and, and really hopefully sustain Anthony Davis so he can do a little bit more um, coming to the playoffs. I know that January is the first time because uh, of the contracts that were signed that we can officially uh, trade Rui as well as, um, uh, not the white mamba, the ball mamba, but um, I can't think of his name, but we can trade a couple of the assets that we currently have to be able to be better, and I really feel like that's what we might need to do. Austin Reeves, couldn't think of his name. Thank you. Not a big surprise. But uh, nonetheless, I think that's what we'll need to do, Uh, even if it means trading away, like um, some of the key people who a lot of folks are wanting to keep. I know I've heard a lot of arguments saying that we need to hang on to D'Angelo Russell, Anybody that's going to help us be better and put us in a better position to win, I'm with it. So, Yo, I, get them gone. I was uh, say, I wish you had the um, the uh, Stephen A queued up. Uh, we don't care. Because we don't care. <laughs> we don't care. Yeah, Not nah, exactly. That's what Because I, I knew it wasn't going to be the right one. I don't care. <laughs> that's that. But the other one, like the we don't care. But nevertheless, um, <laughs> Yeah, I don't know, you know, ooh, Carolina sports Lakers talker. <laughs> <laughs> He's just got to have to figure out a way. Like, yeah, you belong on the West Coast, man. Um, Dog, I like the Lakers. What so, you want me to do, bro? I'm not, I'm not a guy who has 16 teams in the league. I don't. So, just your but two. now, moving from one court to the next, mm-hmm. because, well, never mind. But moving from one court to the next, John ja Morant. Mm-hmm. See what I did there? <laughs> oh, you seriously are just on? Yeah, yeah just you literally just got that. Yeah, Man. one court to the next. I was like, "What? <sighs> they weren't playing a tournament here all night, ladies and gentlemen." One court to the next. <laughs> so, uh, John Morant <laughs> makes his return this evening uh, mm-hmm. on TNT. The Memphis Grizzlies is currently losing to the New Orleans Pelicans, fifty-three to thirty-three. Ja is currently three. Uh, is gone three for seven. 0 for 2 from 3 and has 7 points currently. I, I was about to say, I think he might be at the free throw line, but no. Nah. But yeah, so he's got 7 points right now. Um, it's not halftime yet, but they're losing significantly. And uh, he's back. I mean, any thoughts? <sighs> Nothing in my mind makes me believe that John Morant has been in the lab, grinding, working hard while he's been away. There's, I, I don't believe that. And as such, he has to get into playing shape. I think it's going to be an adjustment throughout part of this season. And I hope that their franchise holds firm to whatever plan that they have established and don't get antsy and do something crazy. Because I could see a scenario where um, they want to change the narrative and, and start kind of looking and deal him away someplace crazy like Orlando or something and try to get some trade assets. I don't know. Who knows? But I I hope that he they give him the time to reacclimate himself and don't expect too much of him too fast. Um, we've seen that they've not been consistently consistent on the offensive end without him. 
it will take a player of his caliber to elevate. And so I really hope they just give him the time to get out of his system mm -hmm. this time off and, and get back into playing shape and, and so, beat y'all. So what you're saying is during this break, he's been Zamorant? <laughs> <laughs> Come on, I'm going to keep him coming. But nah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so you, you're saying he may have been just staying with the Casamigos and everything like oh, there's that. There's no doubt in my mind. He might have he, he was in somebody's gym shooting. He might have went and did uh, some but workouts, not. but he wasn't not like, because he does the, that kind of stuff during a regular season when he is right. in quote unquote shape. And so having been sitting without... It's like PTO. Yeah. Time off. Like I'm off now, but I work very much so. Still going in the office. I just not in there at 8 o'clock, 8.30 like I am normally through the year. But I'm still getting a little bit of work in. But no, I don't believe he is. And so I think if they give him that time, they'll be all right. Um, uh, another player really quick. I want to take a diversion from our outline for a second. Another player that we have seen some struggles out of lately, Zion. What are you thinking? Well, that's uh, convenient. Go ahead. What? Take a... Take a <laughs> To divert. Go ahead. What saw, I think about the line. Yeah. What do you think about the New Orleans teams? And let's make it. Let me form it like this. In this form of this question: Over under thirty percent chance that the New Orleans Pelicans trade Zion. That's too. Right, that's too much. Over real. under thirty percent chance. Oh, I see what you're saying. Though, but uh, I don't know. Over, over. They're not. Mm. You think scary. they're gonna trade him? Yeah, he's at his. We've been telling him for two years to lose weight, and on the show, he hasn't been listening. And uh, <laughs> leave the know. beignets alone, buddy. Exactly. I've been trying to be very humorous about it, but now it's getting serious. And I don't. I mean, I don't know. Whenever it's time to, I suppose, like re up or whatever, like that. I don't. I don't know. I don't. I don't think that he's showing the the dedication is not showing the return on the investment that that it needs to. His yeah. news has been off the court um, as well. So it's we talked about when CJ McCollum um, was traded there about the type of player that he was and how we felt like he would merge well with Zion, but he's very much taking that team over. He has become the vocal leader off and on the court for that team. And those other players follow him. And we're seeing that that DNA and that, that, that kind of footprint is really resonating with them. We talked about the game currently going on 56-36 with the Grizzlies and how Ja and Zion are playing each other right now. But even in this game, you mentioned the struggles that Ja was having. Zion has played six minutes, um, got two rebounds and five points. And so he's not even affecting this 20-point um, scoop right now or a swing. That his team is on. So two years ago, Carolina Sports Talk would have been like, "Yo, this is the this is the matchup of the year." Yeah. Like, eh. now neither one of these players have. Man, y'all got soccer line of basketball. You know what I'm saying? Bad, yeah, Come yeah, on, y'all gotta chill. Yeah. I will say this, um, and, and I look forward to us talking and doing a little bit more coverage with high school. I know we've got a couple of topics we're talking about with football, but even in basketball around the state of South Carolina, there is a high level of both girls and boys basketball being played and even in North Carolina so we may get you to have to kind of venture out into North Carolina and be our North Carolina correspondent with the basketball but we definitely want to start tapping in a little bit more with some of these athletes throughout our area so hit us up on the Carolina Sports Talk line we know a lot of our family members friends frat brothers and extended folks have a lot of young talent talented individuals who are the future of the professional leagues and college football and we definitely want to be able to tap in with you guys spotlight and showcase them we've got some uh, extended family through uh, out at uh, Oklahoma State uh, with Jermyron Keller being the 
the starting point guard as a freshman out there at Oklahoma State. We know that we've got some high school talent right here in South Carolina and North Carolina. So, again, hit us up on the Carolina Sports Talk line, cliff at carolinasportstalk.net. We'd love to be able to come out to your events, be able to cover and showcase the special talent that we have here in North and South Carolina. As we get ready to transition away from basketball, you know the segment that everyone loves. That's a big nah, deal. that ain't no thing. Big deal, no thing. We give you guys sports headlines, tell you whether it's a big deal or no thing. First up, Shohei Otani. Uh, we, we failed and neglected to mention this last week, but Shohei Otani joining the Dodgers on a 10-year, 700 million dollar contract big deal or no thing big deal that's a big deal i said it's a huge deal that's a big deal why do you say well i'm just looking for the 50 you know um i get money but uh um, at the same time but he don't (laughs) (laughs) right um so the way it's structured of course the deal where it's Paul is loaded on the back end. Hey, um, it's just a unique contract. Helps out the team. Symbiotic helps out the team. Mm-hmm. He knows that he's secure with this bread. Is nation worthy? Like this is you know again. We'll see these astronomical contracts. Even though it's over ten years, it's still just a huge amount of money. Um, if you want to, you know, kind of expound on the the contract structure. Absolutely. Although he did sign that 10-year $700 million contract, he only will receive 200, excuse me, $2 million of it annually and push $68 million a year to the back end of it. And so if you want to think about it in terms of like your um, Bobby Bonilla type uh, situations or even um, Ken Griffey Jr. and how they structured their deals to be able to take a little bit up on the front, none of them were as large as this. And although his was like a annual annuitized type thing where they were getting money back and every year they had to pay them a little bit more. 68 million on the back end is crazy. I saw some coverage um, from like CNBC or something like that that talked about the tax implications and how it's a risk, but it could be a beneficial risk that even saves him more money on the back end. We know that deferred um, that the contract money, and especially with him being in California, is taxed at a certain level where it is now. But deferring that money to the back end not only helps the team in it, they don't have to do it. But when he is out of there and if by that point, let's say he decides, hey, I'm a retire. Now that's considered retirement income that's taxed at a different bracket that then saves him money. And if he decides to move back home to Japan or move to any other state, he doesn't have the higher levels of taxes in California as well. And so that 68 million could as where if afterwards he had really and truly seen maybe, let's say, 40 of it, he has the potential to see upwards of closer to 60 of the 68 as a result. And so there's a lot of reasons why financial this works across the board, but it's a huge deal in the way that it manipulates the salary cap and really puts the Dodgers in the position to go out and get a lot more talent and be able to get a lot more focused on um, other positions that they can have to be competitive and be successful. So definitely a big deal for me. As we move forward, the next up, the 2023 North-South Game Recap, which was held in the Touchstone Energy Bowl, big deal or no thing? Um, I'm, well, I'll say big deal. Yeah, that's a big deal. I feel your hesitation, and I'm literally on the same side, but I'm gonna say that's big deal big as well. Deal. Why do you say? Yeah, I um, 
I was going to share some of those, but I won't. But nah, I, um, I'll say big deal just because I want to always show love to the to the talent um, across the state. I remember when I was in high school and stuff and uh, just looking forward to the people that get picked up for the East-West um, or the, the North-South games and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's just... Uh, Nostalgic thing, but it's, it's good to always see that 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 staple in high school football around the Carolinas is still going on strong. Absolutely, um, I think it's a big deal simply for a lot of the same reasons. But it has a showcase of some of the best talent from around the state. I don't like how it's split because we'll talk about that in the, in the last big deal. No thing that there are multiple, um, it's multiple, but there, that there are multiple all-star games but with the amount of talent that we have i just i think that may be the only way to be able to get it definitely want to give a shout out to south point high school's quarterback malachi marshall who was folk, uh, showcased in this game actually though through the first touchdown the only touchdown that the north squad was able to score um so shout out to malachi marshall who is also on the basketball team so shout out to that young man next up and lastly for us on this week's episode the where did it go? The other All Star game that I alluded to was the South Carolina North Carolina Shrine Bowl, which is held between North Carolina and South Carolina. This one is an East West rostered squad. Uh, big deal. No thing about the Shrine Bowl being played as well. Uh, big deal. Psych. Come just on, man. Every That's a week. big deal. Same button, just different page. Stop it. I also will say this: That's a big deal. Big deal. I take this one first lot for the same reasons that we mentioned. I do definitely want to give a shout out to the defensive MVP of this game, Mr. One, Mr. Zantuan Boss Nelson. Boss is a cornerback slash safety for the Stallions. Also a starter on the basketball team. Heck of a young man. We definitely are going to hopefully have an opportunity to get an interview with him. Um, But just the way that he showed up there and um, similar to what he's done for South Point all season, just made play after play, racking up four tackles, including one of them for a lost. And so um, definitely look forward to having that young man. That defensive squad for the South held North Carolina to a total of 49 yards of offense Mm -hmm. and three first downs in the entire game. And this was an all-star game. This was the best, some of the best that they've had. Now, I think next year they may need to do a little bit better because the North Side won over in uh, the all-star, in the North-South all-star. So maybe they kind of can balance that out a little bit better. But definitely a big deal for me and a shout-out to Boss Nelson. Big, right. And you said big deal also? Yeah, yeah. Uh, for some of the same reasons, again, same reasons also that, again, the Shrine Bowl and um, the North-South game, they both uh, – means so much to the states mm-hmm. and around the country. We've got some of the best talent, of course, and gets spotlighted and highlighted every year, gives the kids something to shoot for and look forward to. Then the proof is in the pudding when you see what schools these kids are, like, committed to and things like that mm-hmm. um, and, and where they're going. So, yeah, uh, shout out. Got to give one more shout out to, to uh, Calhoun County's Christian Zachary. Uh, that young man uh, is the nephew of Mr. Montez Hillier. Uh, he's a wide receiver, uh, and he is committed to NC State. Um, but shout out to the, uh, to, to the young man out there balling. I saw, had a chance to see pictures. Definitely disappointed I didn't get a chance to go out there, man. But I'll have to talk to you about off air about how, the chance I had to uh, work with that game. And hopefully next year that will come back around to me. But nonetheless, a lot of stuff. 
lot of talented individuals, a lot of talented young men playing the game of football here in the state. We definitely look forward to speaking with some of them as they continue to matriculate uh, through their high school and into college. Well, that's going to do it for this week's episode. Anything you want to highlight to people, bro? Um, I guess we should uh, do what Aunt Edwards should have done and wrap it up. Wrap it up. <laughs> and on that note, that's exactly what we'll do. We appreciate you for tuning in on this week's episode on your favorite podcast app. Next time, tell your smart speaker, play Carolina Sports Talk. You can hit us up on the Carolina Sports Talk line, Cliff, at carolinasportstalk.net. Or to be a part of the show, hit us up on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, at Carolina Sports Talk. TikTok coming soon, we promise. Check us out. Until next time, we out of here. Peace.